Hello, this is Robert Lee. And Sam. And that noise you're hearing is Bane. Okay, he didn't Stopped. say I thought he was going to say something, but he stopped. Anyway, um, so uh, welcome once again to Third Row from the Front. Today's movie is Ghostbusters Afterlife, the long-awaited Ghostbusters sequel. Um, yeah, sequel slash reboot, I guess. I don't know how you would categorize this. But it's basically a sequel to the first two movies, almost really just a sequel to the first movie. Um, so this movie uh, stars... I don't even remember the, the name of the, the actress that plays the mother, but basically... Uh, there's this lady who has these two kids. Uh, the two kids are played by Finn Wolfhard, who you probably know. Most people know him from Stranger Things. And McKenna Grace, who has been in a lot of stuff. Um, I'm trying to think of like something offhand right now, but I can't for some reason. Uh, she was in that movie with Chris Evans where she was like this little genius girl. And she was in that movie that you liked where she was at that camp and she was kind of a weird kid. Yeah. Um, she's been in the, I didn't realize that was her. Yeah. As I was telling you it was her and you were like, no, that's not her. It doesn't look like her. <laughs> it's her. Uh, but anyway, so she's been in a lot of movies. She's a really good actress for, especially for someone her age. Yeah, she's been in a lot. Yeah. Uh, I feel like she's never grown up. Like she's finally, yeah. I think becoming a teenager, but it feels like she's been in uh, so many movies at, at the, you know, at such a young age. Um, she's like the new, basically like the new, um, what's her face? Uh, Dakota Fanning. Yeah. Um, anyway, so getting off track here. So anyway, so this, there's this, you know, it's a family, um, uh, obviously no dad in the picture. Um, and they're having trouble making ends meet. Her father dies, um, who she was estranged from. She really didn't have a relationship with him. And, uh, he owned this farmhouse out in the middle of nowhere. So they move there because that's really the only option they have. They don't have any money. So it's like, all right, let's go live at this old, uh, farmhouse in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and as you see in the trailer, I'm not giving anything away. Um, this farmhouse belonged to one of the Ghostbusters because you see the Ecto one is in the garage. It's all dusty and rusted and not cared for, uh, not running. Uh, but you see the Ecto one is like covered in a tarp. And so they start discovering these things about who, you know, who their grandfather was, her, you know, the, their parent, you know, their, the, the Ghostbuster that owned this farm and and you learn more as the movie progresses and you also have Paul Rudd as uh, this summer school teacher uh, in that town and you have a, a few other cameos that I'm not sure if we're going to discuss yet but uh, we'll get more into that as we get into it. Sam, what did you think of Ghostbusters Afterlife? I actually loved this movie. I thought it was great and I... Not to say I wasn't excited for it, but I wasn't that <laughs> excited for it. Like, when we first saw the trailer, like, what, a year ago? Yeah. I was really excited for it. I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be awesome. Like, you know, it's just going to be – everyone got excited for it. Um, but then, weirdly enough, as I kept seeing more of the trailer, and I just didn't know what to expect. And it was hard for me to imagine how the – comedic element would work with this they were trying to make it more real more real life right so I just to me it just didn't make sense I couldn't imagine it and so I just didn't know what to expect and after a while I wasn't that excited to see it anymore I was like okay well we just kind of have to go see it I bet you it's not even that good 
But it was great. I freaking loved it. I mean, of course, I love Paul Rudd and everything he does. And he's the sexiest man alive, <laughs> if you didn't know. <laughs> yeah. So he does a great job, of course, being the summer school teacher. He's kind of funny and he's just a great actor. Like he just his mannerisms and just the way he plays a personality. It's just natural for him. So he was great. I love McKenna Grace. I just love her. And I thought she did a perfect job of playing a little Ghostbuster. Um, I love Finn Wolfhard. I just think he is so great, too. He plays the annoying big brother. Um, not too annoying, but still bratty yeah. enough. Um, but, yeah, he's a little cutie with his curly hair and his perfect bone structure in his <laughs> face. Um the mom did a good job. I, I liked her and her character. And um, who else? Who else is in this movie? They had a few others. And then, like you said, like some cameos. I thought the cameos were great. They were, you know, perfect. They fit perfect in the movie. And, oh, the little boy. The little boy that played uh, McKenna's friend. That's yeah, what I'm forgetting. He, he's called podcast in the movie because the whole time – He's recording a podcast. Like he's always got this <laughs> yeah. big boom mic and like these headphones. But I don't know the actor's name because he's he's a kid. But uh, he's he's pretty funny in this. Yeah, also. he's so cute. I thought he did a good job. Mm-hmm. He had some little funny lines, and I thought he did great. Um, I loved how they brought back the ecto whatever. The ecto one. The ecto one, <laughs> and I like how the. The little sister was like, this is the car like you chose, like asking Finn Wolfhard. And he's like, it's a Cadillac. Like, <laughs> I like that he said he liked it, not because it was the Ecto-1, right. but because he understood it was a Cadillac, right? Well, that's what's kind of a running joke, too, is that, you know, um, the Ghostbusters were famous. It's almost like a comment on in, in on a meta. It's almost like a meta commentary because, like, to us, people of our age, it's like Paul Rudd's character. He's, like, all excited, like, yeah. oh, the Ghostbusters, you know, from the 80s. And they're like, yeah, we don't like, we don't care. Like the kids are like, we don't know about that. And I'm like, that's pretty, pretty much how it is in real life. Like people like my age are super excited about this movie. And then the younger people are like, "Eh," you know, so that's what made it funny. Like you said that he's not excited about the Ghostbusters aspect of it. Just more that it's a Cadillac. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, well, I'll get more into the other things, but, um, I'll let you talk about if you liked it or not, but I loved it. (laughs) I thought it was great. I was crying like the last, I don't know, 30 minutes of the movie. There was not a dry eye in that adult audience for sure. Um, The lady next to me was blubbering and I heard other people like crying, wiping their eyes and sniffling. Yeah, it was. But because it was such a good movie, they did such a good job with it. So, I mean, I loved it. I enjoyed it and I highly recommend it. Yeah, I loved it too. And it's kind of the same with you. I mean, I, of course, have a history with, I have a history, like I'm special or something. People of my age, people of my generation, <laughs> we love the Ghostbusters, right? Like we grew up with that. Like we grew up with the cartoons. We grew up with the, you saw the ads that they, they do like this pre-show at the theater and you see all the stuff. I was like, oh, I remember all this stuff, the cereal, the ect- the Slimer, the, what was it? The Ecto, the Ecto Cooler. Yeah. The high C. All this product placement, you know, we we bought into all that crap and we loved it. You know, we had the toys. I remember I had a Play-Doh Ecto-1 that you could like mold Slimer in. And it was, you know, now I have, as an adult, I have Ecto-1 Legos. You know, it's like, it's this thing that's always um, been uh, a popular thing with people of my age. 
people that grew up in the 80s, basically. Um, but like you said, when this movie came out, I was skeptical just like everybody else because I'm like, okay, part two wasn't great, right? It was it was good, but it wasn't, you know, rewatching it, you're like, yeah, this is, you know, this is pretty much a, a, a cash grab, you know? Um, so with this third one, you didn't know what to expect. I mean, you already had a, a bunch of people that hated the the reboot with, you know, Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy. Um, and you had cameos in there, you know, from uh, the, the almost the entire cast of the original movie. Um, so with it taking so long and with Bill Murray always being a holdout, he's always like, he was always one of those that's like, I don't want to be in the new movie. I don't want to be in any Ghostbusters movie. Like he basically had moved on from that. It wasn't his thing anymore. So I felt like they kept dragging it out and dragging it out. And I feel like the longer it takes, it's almost like it's worse because it's building up your expectations. And then usually when it's released, it's like, that was a bummer. or That was not as good as we thought it was going to be. And the reviews, we can't go on without saying the reviews. The reviews aren't very kind to this movie. It's like, I'd say it's around the 60% right now. It might be different if I check it again, but most of the negative reviews that I was seeing, I wasn't reading them all, but I was reading like the blurbs, was calling it like just nostalgia, just like um, it's just fan service. They were comparing it to uh, Rise of Skywalker. They're like, oh, it's, I guess we ne- learned nothing from White Rise of Skywalker. What? Well, because Rise of Skywalker gets shit on, and it should, for being basically a movie that tries to please everyone, and so it ple- ends up pleasing no one because you're trying to cram so much into it. Uh-huh. Like, oh, remember this part in Star Oh, you remember this? And all these things that you recognize it was trying to like be for the fans, but it ended up like pissing everybody off. So that's what they are saying this movie was. So I wasn't I, – I went into it with not high hopes, like you said. Mm-hmm. And I'd say about 30 minutes to 45 minutes in is when I started realizing, like, I think I love this movie. Like, unless <laughs> unless they really screw it up somehow yeah. at the end, then I'm, I love this movie. And sure enough, they, they, they did it. Like, it, are, are, are those, those criticisms uh, valid? Yes, definitely. It is a nostalgia thing. I mean, there's lots of callbacks to the first movie. But I don't feel like they were obvious. I feel like they were... Definitely there for nerds like myself who've seen this movie so many times. Even little subtle things like when they find this like hidden room that this Ghostbuster had. And I keep saying this Ghostbuster because I don't want to reveal who it is, even though you should probably know who it is. But they never tell you who it is in the trailer. So I'm going to keep that a secret. Um, they go. They find this room and... Uh, and it's got all his stuff there, like all the old Ghostbuster stuff. And you see this little maid, uh, like a thing you put on the door to like, you know, not do not disturb or whatever. And it's on, on the door of this locker. And it's, it's, they don't focus on it. They don't do anything with it. It's just briefly seen. But if you're a nerd like me, you remember that that exact sign was used by uh, Peter Venkman when he's doing his little experiments with the kid, you know, like, oh, what, what does this card have? He has it on the door of his office so that no one will disturb him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm like little things like that where it's like, man, this was attention to detail where they just took all kinds of little things, again, that most people aren't going to notice, but people like myself do. So it's definitely like a wink to, to the fans. Is there a corny part here and there? Sure. Yeah, there was plenty of corny parts. Yeah. Because, come on, it's like a ghost 
Ghostbuster movies. Right. You, and, I mean, you have to, I'm going to give it away. You have to fit in the phrase, who you going to call somewhere, right? And so they do it, and it's like, ah, I get it. That's cute. You know, and or you could hear a few groans in the audience, and it's like, nah. But other than that, like, overall, I think it really is the, I think a huge part of this was the cast. Yeah. Because if this was done by, like, less lesser actors, it wouldn't have been as good. No. McKenna Grace, like you said, she's, she's wonderful. She's mm-hmm. just, in everything she does, even, like, not-so-great movies that she's in, she's always, like, the standout. She nails it. She's so good. Because she's believable in the role. She's not too cute she she's she's like the perfect um kid for the for the role especially this role that she's playing she's playing this like nerdy uh kid like her grandfather um who loves science and she has a kind of quirky sense of humor (laughs) and her she tells all these jokes she likes telling jokes and they're really bad jokes but the way she tells them in this like deadpan manner, it's hilarious. Like you start, yeah, you're just laughing. <laughs> it was like those corny jokes that kids tell you and you're just like roll your eyes and go, ha ha ha. But it was just funny. And the context in which the jokes are told in the movie, it's even funnier. Um, <laughs> I was laughing in spite of myself. And like you said, that podcast kid was good. At first I was like, oh, guys, this can be one of these annoying kids. Like, But no, he was great. He was he added a lot of uh, comedic elements yeah at first i think it was that thing where i was like oh god i think they're forcing him to be like the comedic relief right so i was Mm -hmm. like god dang it like i feel i was already cringing i felt (laughs) i felt bad for him i was like dang it he's not gonna be funny this is not gonna work and it's gonna be super cheesy but no like he he did good like i i liked what they gave him and he did good with he did did really well and then of course like you said paul rudd he's hilarious in pretty much anything he does like you can tell, he doesn't like, even have to talk. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like, he's got that that charisma, I guess, about him. Mm-hmm. That even you can tell, like, a lot of this is obviously scripted, but I feel like they also let him do his Paul Rudd thing, where he kind of like improvises a line here or there, and they're like, "Yeah, do that again," or say say that, because he just says off the wall stuff, and it's funny. Um, but yeah, the whole cast was good. Finn Wolfhard, like you said, he was great. Um, Who? Finn Wolfhard. Oh, as, the, yeah. as the older brother. It was just really good. It was, I was really surprised at how well done it was. Like, and I was really scared. They started, inter- like, about the halfway point, they introduced some old characters that you're, you know, obviously, I mean, <laughs> I'm kind of giving it away, but they introduced some old characters, and I was like, oh, God, is this going to start to suck now? Because is, is it going to be too, like, hey, remember this from back in the old movie? But as soon as I felt that, then, it, like, it moved to the next scene, and it was just like, oh, that was it, okay. And they really, without giving too much away, they really use the cameos, like, very lightly. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, the perfect amount, I feel like. Yeah. Um, because it didn't overpower it. It didn't become anything. And then, like you said, there's this really, like, touching scene at the end. Everyone was getting all emotional. Even I was getting emo- – I mean, I'm getting emotional right now just thinking about it. Um, and it was definitely all the – all the older people that were crying because all the kids yeah. were like, what are you crying about? Like, what's so yeah. sad? But all the older people, you know, you know the history of the the movies, the history of, of the act. I mean, I, I'm not going to give anything away by saying Harold Ramis passed away a few years ago. And so he, you know, once that happened, everyone was like, oh, well, there's no, there's no way we can make another Ghostbusters movie, you know? But they managed to do it. And... Yeah, I think they did it perfectly. They did it perfectly. And yes, the, the last third of the movie is almost 
like an exact replica of the last third of the original Ghostbusters movie in terms of what happens. But they do it differently enough to where it's like, yeah, remember when that happened, but um, still playing with that, uh, with what you remember and then kind of twisting it up a little bit because it doesn't all go the, this exactly the same way. So some things change. Um, you definitely get some, some a bunch of references to the original, but um, yeah, man, just overall, I just really loved it. Oh, another thing, the musical score is like, they just... Ex- took the exact uh, musical score from the original movie and they put it in this movie. Yeah. So it's funny because you're hearing that, you know, that kind of like um, old school uh, style of music and you're seeing it with these like modern scenes with like these modern actors. Yeah. So it's kind of funny like seeing that together. It was it was interesting the way they did that because, you know, you'll see like Finn Wolfhard, like he's – uh, he was doing something I forgot, and they were playing that eerie music from the original music, the original movie. And then um, when uh, McKenna Grace's character is testing out the one of the proton packs she finds, um, they're playing like again the, the that incidental music from the first movie, and it, it was just funny kind of seeing that blended together with the old and the new. But yeah, I mean, I really loved it. I, I definitely this is what I'm gonna definitely buy when it comes out and i was surprised because i was already expecting it to be like a disappointment i was like man and and the critics will have you believe that it is a disappointment so um i would say if you're a fan of the original or if you're a fan of the ghostbusters don't listen to the the critics go watch it i'm pretty sure you will enjoy it um and if not here's the other thing i was like what did they what what else could you have done with this movie like i don't understand what they were expecting like what what more because they're saying like oh we we're hoping it would be a completely new story and blah blah blah. i'm like well then it's not a then it's not a sequel then it's a completely new movie then you got a complete well you didn't really get a completely new story with the reboot because it was basically the same thing (laughs) but um i don't know i don't know what else you could have done with this that would have satisfied people i think this was the perfect sequel to this sequel and i i I would hope the end of it but i feel like it could be the beginning of like a new franchise like maybe where they're starting it with the younger kids you know but i mean i wouldn't be surprised because you know they're all about that money yeah the kids hook on to this i mean at the theater the little there was a little boy i'm sure he was maybe five or six and they had him dressed up with the proton pack and everything (laughs) like he had the whole outfit of the Ghostbusters, and he has no idea what this means. Right. So this is obviously, this, obviously, obviously the parents. His parents yeah. were like, "Yeah, yeah, let's put you in that." But if they see this movie make a lot of money, Which I, think I can see yeah. them saying, "Hey, you know what? Let's make another like three movies off of this, or you know, two, two more." Yeah, I mean, it was pretty packed tonight when we went and saw it. And um, the other thing I wanted to note, mention was. Uh, Jason Reitman directed this movie. Jason Reitman has made other films. I think he did like Up in the Air. Um, I want to say he directed Juno, but I could be wrong on that. Um, Anyway, he's the son of Ivan Reitman. And he's the brother of another Reitman. I forgot her name, but she's actually in Blackish. She's the female coworker that they have. The only one that's there. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's. They're all part of the same family. But anyway, so Jason Reitman is the son of Ivan Reitman who directed the first two Ghostbusters. So 
Uh, and they, they've talked about how he was a kid on set in the first movie. So I feel like he was the perfect person to direct this movie also yeah. because he has, he knows the, the story. He knows the actors. He knows the, the, you know, he, he grew up with it himself. So I feel like he was the perfect person to like pass it on to here. You direct this one. Um, and yeah, I just really, really enjoyed this movie, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> if you couldn't tell. Um, but I know you said you wanted to talk some more about other stuff. Well, no, because I don't know if you consider it a spoiler or not. So I, well, I won't say we can, anything. No, no, no. Let's do this. Let's do what our what we usually do, which is or what we've what we have done, I should say. Okay. Um, so we'll go ahead and say starting right now, this is the end of our official non spoiler review. So we're definitely telling you to go watch it. If you've seen and love the first first Ghostbusters, you don't even have to have seen the second one, really. It's not even important. Yeah. Um, if you haven't, I don't know if you'll get the same thing out of it. I don't think you will. I really don't think you'll get the same joy out of it. Cause you'll be, I mean, there, you might like it as a little action, a little, you might still like it, fun but, film, but, but it, you're definitely not going to get the emotional attachment. Yeah. It's you're de- not going to get the emotional weight that this movie has. Yeah. You're not going to, yeah, you're not going to get it. You're going to be like, I don't understand. This is kind of weird, but you, you might still like it, but you won't like it as much as if you've seen the original and if you love the original if you've seen the original and you're like meh then you're probably gonna think the same thing about this one um but anyway so this is the end of that review if you don't want any spoilers i suggest you turn this podcast off now and finish it later so we'll give you a few seconds to do that okay that's it okay go now this is the spoiler territory so we are going to talk about everything and anything that's in the movie this is for people who have seen the movie or who just don't care if we spoil it for them Go. okay so egon is the kid's grandpa and i just loved the way they incorporated him in this movie as a guiding spirit for them mm-hmm. so he moves objects and the little girl has that little um machine that egon used to carry around where it would have those little yeah i forgot it's called yeah <laughs> yeah and so it would light up whenever he was around and i just love how subtle his presence was but it was still guiding and i like the way he would like move the lamp and stuff and i also love that his presence didn't scare them right like they were never, never freaked yeah. out and so I, I love that part of it too. Like they kind of felt, I don't know, comforted, but they they definitely didn't feel scared. Because you don't see him until like the very yeah, end. Yeah, you don't of course. see you just, him. It's just an invisible but guiding. But you know it's yeah. him. And so I, I love how they did that. And of course at the end where um, they go up, they show him go up into the stars and it says for Harold. I was just like lost it. I was like, oh my God. Into the Stars was, like, the best, like, ending for him to show him go up there. Um, of course, with all the Ghostbusters coming back, I started bawling. I was like, oh, my. And I knew it, too. I knew they were going to bring them back. I was like, I, I kind of predicted in my head. I was like, yeah, it's going to come to a point where the, the kids are about to lose and, and yeah. the real That's Ghostbusters are going to come back. And sure enough... But I'm glad they did. Like, it wasn't a disappointment at all. Like, I was happy to see that. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little pissed because I saw 
<clears throat> you know, YouTube like shows you like things you might want to watch. Well, one of them was Jimmy Fallon, which already that pisses me off because it was that's a well known <laughs> program, and I hate Jimmy Fallon. And uh, and it showed all three of them on their like uh, they were promoting the movie, and I was like, no, because already that tells me that they're probably all involved because. You already know from the trailer that Dan Aykroyd's involved because yeah. you hear him answer the phone. He says, we're closed. Um, mm-hmm. But then I was like, oh, this means that they're bringing him back. And so it kind of ruined the surprise for me. But at the same time, they wait so long to bring him, to bring him into yeah. the movie. I was like, are they going to be in the movie? And then I thought exactly what you said. I was like, right when, when it looked like they were going to lose, I was like, this is where they're going to come in right here. And sure enough, hey, flat hey, top. <laughs> I was like, oh, perfect. Like that stupid lady next to you was like losing her shit. She was like, I know. <laughs> Man, oh, I'm jumping up you. and down in her seat. All us old people were just <laughs> so excited. Yeah, she, man, and she was losing it too. She was bawling that lady next to me. Um, I love, I love that they brought it. I mean, they did it really tastefully because sometimes that can be really like cheap, you know, to like bring yeah. someone's image back. It's like, ah, oh, this person's dead. Um, but I'm sure, well, I'm not sure, but I feel like they, they got the, the okay, the okay from, from the, the family. family. Yeah. I feel like this is something they would have, I feel like they the would okay have with. to, and they didn't try to, I was really scared. They were going to try to like replicate his voice, like have somebody do an yeah. impression of him or use like old sound clips of his voice. And I was like, ah, that's going to make it cheap. So he never talks, no. which I, I liked because I was like, you can't replicate somebody's voice. They replicated his image pretty well. He looked, it looked like. He looked when he was older. Yeah. Because, I mean, he did get to that age. Um, you know, he was Seth Rogen's dad in, was it Knocked Up? I forget. He was in there briefly, but I remember seeing him as Seth Rogen's dad. And, yeah, that, that scene where McKenna Grace's character is, you know, fighting the Gozer, you know, and then uh-huh. all of a sudden you see the hand. I was like. <laughs> oh, it was so sad. It was so beautiful. But yeah, just that they had him as a guiding spirit for her mm-hmm. this whole time, you know, it was really beautiful. They did it, like you said, very tastefully. I'm glad they didn't make him speak. Right. Um, make some speech to his... Because I thought for sure he was going to talk to the daughter. I was like, oh no, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to go. So I was kind of worried, but then they, they, they pulled it off, I feel. Yeah. Because I felt like that would have been real cheap, like you said. Like, oh, they brought him back and he can speak and, yeah. you know, do all these things. Like, no, he's a ghost. Yeah. Like, so it made sense that he wasn't going to say anything. Yeah. So I really like that. Yeah, I really I really love that. That was really, I, I could, like we said, everyone, you could hear. Even the guy next to me, he was like this tough guy. You could tell he, like, works out and stuff. I was like, oh, this guy. <laughs> and he was one of those, like, kind of annoying guys who was like kept repeating jokes and stuff and i was like shut up <laughs> but even there at the end uh out of the corner of my eye i could see him like wiping his with one finger like wiping each of his eyes i was like ah you're crying too i knew it um it's hard not to man especially when like you, yeah if you're a fan or if you know just knowing that harold ramus passed away and he couldn't be a part of these movies they even paid tribute to him in that Kristen Wiig movie because he he had already died by that point so they have like that bust or that bust of him in the hallway of somebody's office I forgot but anyway oh and we forgot I thought for sure Janine Annie Potts was going to be in there a lot more but really her only scene is that one you see in the trailer where yeah. she's like hi oh he, your, your your grandfather didn't know how to I don't know what she said keep keep the lights on or whatever that was basically her only scene which again in a way, I'm kind of glad they just kind of 
place them in there. Yeah. And then even at the very, very end, because, again, some idiot at work, I think, ruined it for me. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I'm not going to say who. But they were like, oh, yeah, Sigourney Weaver came out. I was like, shut up. You're quit giving me stuff, give me stuff away. <laughs> so she does come out, but it's not until, like, literally, literally after the, like during the credits yeah. you see the names it's like oh and uh special guest you know uh and it has bill murray you know down great and then it says and sigourney weaver and everyone's like sigourney weaver because everyone's trying to think back like when did we when did she come yeah, out i was gonna turn to you and be like <laughs> when did she come out <laughs> and then it cuts to a scene where uh she's basically doing the same uh Thing to, the card test that he did to the kids at the beginning of the first movie. That Bill Murray did. A bunch of wavy lines when he was like <laughs> electrocuting them and stuff. Um, so that was pretty cute. I was like, I wonder if, yeah. I wonder if they're meant to, nice. to be like together, I guess. I'm sure they're they're a couple now or something, an old couple. But she looks good. I mean, for being, mm-hmm. you know, because the other guys, they've aged. But I, I will say Ernie Hudson looks pretty damn yeah, good. Yeah, he looks good. <laughs> uh i think he's i think i saw somewhere that he's like the oldest he's older than they really? are bill yeah. murray looks the worst i feel bill like. murray looks pretty bad poor guy he's aged pretty pretty bad but i mean he always looked older because he always had thinning hair he had those like acne scars you know so he always had that kind of he's 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 one of those guys like you had to be funny right because otherwise yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. but yeah, it was hilarious, and then seeing them being seeing him be his old self again, you know, just that sar- sarcastic, you know, being stupid with Gozer or whatever. Yeah, and the other guys are just watching him like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. I really. It was. It was really like you it. said. Like I think thirty to forty minutes in, I realized I was like, I love this yeah. movie. This movie's great. Yeah. Like I'm just so glad. Be- like it was this good. Yeah, because I was waiting for it to be like. Oh, this is where it's gonna start to suck because yeah. you know, like I had read so many like bad things about it, um, and like you said, like I feel like this always happens when when you do when you return to something that's already old an older movie. You know, you try to try to kind of relive the 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 good old days, and then they end up. I was really afraid they were gonna do a lot of the the same jokes. As in the original, where oh. it's like, oh, ha, 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 they said that joke again. or, mm-hmm. But they didn't. They really, the only thing was the who you're going to call. That was the only part that made me, like, roll my eyes. Because so I was like, ugh, they had to fit that in there somewhere, right? Um, but it was really good. Even the, the, the ending, where the, you finally hear the Ghostbusters theme song. I was like, ah, yes. Yeah. You get all the feels, you know, all the old people were like, yeah. <laughs> uh, just even hearing the siren go on for yeah. the first time, I was like, ah. I know. I already got emotional when I heard the siren for the first time, too. I was like, what, <gasps> when I first got emotional was when, and you can hear it in my voice, it's already coming, but <laughs> when she's the McKenna Grace, I keep forgetting what her, Phoebe, that was her name. In the, oh, in the, yeah, Phoebe. She's going through her grandpa's stuff, and then she sees the the jumpsuits, and she pulls out the one that says Spengler on it, and I was uh-huh. like, <laughs> Spengler? But yeah, so good. Um, what was I going to say? I had something in my head and I forgot what I was going to say about it. Um, obviously, the special effects are way better than they were in the first yeah. two. So, yeah, they could pull off the the laser, you know, the laser, the proton uh, blast and the ghosts look more like 
scary and of course the terror dogs as i forgot that that's what they were called i was calling them hellhounds <laughs> mm-hmm. but the uh you know the terror dogs they come they make an appearance in this as well and they look really a lot better than they did in the old movie yeah um the only person missing really uh, of from, i mean because i was gonna say harold ramus but i mean he kind of made an appearance in his, in his spectral form uh was rick moranis as uh lewis tully but I mean, he retired from acting like a long, long, long time ago. So that was a long shot to get him in the movie. Um, yeah. So it was, I really, really enjoyed this movie. Um, yeah, I liked seeing McKenna Grace with the pro tem pack on. I liked her. Yeah. I liked that they made her um, a little science geek. She's super smart, and I feel like they made it a point to in this movie to say like look we should believe science <laughs> like yes because even paul red had this little speech to the mom because she's kind of like oh boring science is so boring and he's like what do you mean like science is wonderful it's absolute it answers all of your questions like this is something we should believe and and love and enjoy and you know he's just making the case for why science is so important and why it shouldn't be just this boring thing you kind of blow off or choose not to believe, you know? So Yeah, we got a lot of that going around right now. And that's what I was, when he said that, I was kind of like looking around the theater like, is anybody going to uh, reject this idea? Because, you know, that seems to be a thing now where you can just go, no, I don't believe science. It's like, what? That's weird. <laughs> just believe your Facebook videos that you watch. Um, but, yeah, I like that, too. Um and you could tell this was made before COVID because the, there was some re- reference that he makes to like creating a plague and then creating the the cure. The cure, and I was like, "Ooh, that's a little close to home now." <laughs> I mean, you know, because some people, I'm sure some conspiracy theorists will go with that. And yeah, yeah, that's exactly what they did. But uh, yeah, man, this movie's been waiting to come out for a long time now. I remember I got that Ecto One, the Lego set, a year ago. And that's when it was originally supposed to be released. Oh. That's why they released it a year ago. They're like, oh, well, too bad you're not releasing a movie. We're still going <laughs> to release this set. So it's it's funny because the, 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 the Ecto-1 has that, the one that I have, it has that little gunner seat that they oh. that's in the movie and everything. And that little trap that rolls out. But yeah, I really liked the way they, they, they had the Ecto-1, but it was all like rusty and mm-hmm. it's been sitting there for a while. Um but yeah, I really loved it. Um, Me too. We really loved it. Like I was, I was telling her as soon as telling Sam, telling you, as we were leaving the theater, I was like, uh, "We need to hurry up and get home because I want to talk about this." Because <laughs> that's like our thing now. It's like, well, we can't talk about it. We have to wait for the podcast because it's better that way. I feel like because it keeps it a surprise. Like, how did you feel about this movie? Uh-huh. Sometimes, sometimes it is surprising. Like, oh, I thought you hated it, you know, or whatever. But, uh, yeah, we definitely recommend it. Don't listen to the critics on this one. Usually I side with the critics. I'm like, yeah, I see what they're saying. But I really, really disagree with their take on this one. I feel like they were being really harsh on it for no reason. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. Uh, we loved it. So um, go check it out. And then we're gonna <laughs> we're actually going to see it again uh, on Sunday because yep. we have to see it for – one of our friends' birthday party thingies. And we wanted to see it before we saw it with a group of people that 
we may or may not. I don't know if they're going to be talking during the movie. I don't know because it's <laughs> it's a rented thing where you're watching it with friends. So I don't know how that atmosphere is going to be. So I wanted to watch it just us, even though the people around us were still pretty annoying. So, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, there's no way to watch this at home right now. So unless you watch it illegally, but um, that's why we watched it in the theater. It's not on any streaming service. So was there anything else you wanted to add to that? No. Yeah, really enjoyed this movie. Um, go check it out. Uh, yeah. And don't forget to follow us on the gram at Third Row from the Front. And let us know which movies you'd like us to watch and review. Till then, we'll talk to you next time on Third Row from the Front. Bye. Bye.